Hello everyone, it's Matthew here. I'm so glad that I could be here with you today. Um, even though it's still online, not physically yet with all of you, but I'm still glad that, you know, we could be in this service together. So, um, you know, we've been on this eight-week journey of going through the Fruit of the Spirit series, right? And we've heard a lot these past eight weeks. And um, we also learned that the Fruit of Spirit is not different fruits, but it's actually one fruit. With just a lot of flavor, like sugus. Right? <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about last our last important flavor, which is self-control. But before we start, let us pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for today, Father. We thank you for bringing us here today, Father, that we're able to just um, hear more about you, Lord, and your word, God. We thank you for this... Um, message that we're going to hear today, Lord, as we learn more about self-control and how do we have it in our lives and why is it so important to have it in our lives. We thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. So, so, uh, so <laughs> to start off, let's read Galatians again and see all of the flavors of the fruit of the Spirit. All right. So this is from Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. Read it with me. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So like I said, today we're going to talk about self-control. So what is self-control? So I had um, a bit of time to search it up, <laughs> of course, in Google, like Wikipedia and everything. There's an encyclopedia. All right, well, I searched it up, and self-control means this. The ability to control oneself, in particular, one's emotions and desires or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult situations. The ability to remain calm and not show your emotions even though you are feeling angry, excited, etc. The ability to manage your actions, feelings, and emotions. Okay, so that's actually pretty self-explanatory, right? Controlling our actions and emotions. But saying it easy, saying it is easy, but doing it is not so easy, right? I mean like... um. I've been in a lot of situations where I need self-control, but it's just not there. <laughs> the most common one that I do is probably when someone cuts me when I'm driving and I get angry and annoyed and I curse at them. Uh, I think some of us do that, right? Maybe all of us. Or maybe telling myself not to eat too much, not to eat too much greasy stuff or any junk food and end up having like high cholesterol or getting, you know, unhealthy. Or even saying, Okay, man, one more game and I'm done. You know, one more game and I'm done and I'm off to bed. But then I ended up playing more games and I ended up sleeping at 4 a.m. and waking up late. Yeah. And, there, and I think there are so many tons of more examples of where I need self-control in my life. And probably you guys too. Right? So let's talk about self-control and how it's actually a really big driving force in our lives. So we've heard about the fruit of the Spirit this past eight weeks, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness. And I hope all of us have been practicing this in our daily life. 
like in school, at home, online, wherever you are. I hope all of you have been doing these eight things as you go on through your lives. But did you know, without the fruit of self-control, it will be hard for you to do all these things. Yes, let me give you an example here. You could be loving to someone, you know, you could love them. But without self-control, you might love them in the in a, in a wrong way, you know. You might force yourself in doing things that you don't, like you, you actually didn't want to do. But because you don't have self-control, you love them in a wrong way. You could have joy, but without self-control, it will be easy for you to lose that joy. Because you're so caught up in the moment of things that are going wrong, or maybe things are not going your way. And then you forget your joy doesn't come from these moments, but your joy comes from God. And then you lose that joy because you don't have self-control. You could have peace, but without self-control, it will be easy for you to forget about God's peace that we just talked about, you know, about how in every situation, God wants us to have peace. God gives us his peace. But because we forget about it, we don't have self-control inside ourselves, we might forget and be stressed and like it's chaos again inside ourselves. You could also have patience, but without self-control, it'll be easy for you to get frustrated again because you can't just handle your emotions and everything. And the same goes for kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness. It's the same. You can have all the fruit of the Spirit in you, but without self-control, you can easily be vulnerable and be tempted again and be taken off course again. And then a lot of things will go wrong in your life. It'll go back to the way it was again. Without self-control, you will be vulnerable to the devil and to, to all the wrong things that this world has to offer. I think this is why self-control is the last flavor because it's really, really, really important and it actually keeps everything, the other fruits, in check. Because again, without self-control, it'll be easy for us to forget about the other flavors that we learn, you know love, joy, peace, patience, everything, you know, it'll be easy for us to forget about that and fall back into our old ways. Let's look at Galatians 5, verse 16 to 17 and 19 to 21. I'm going to read it for you. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives that you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good, attention, good intentions. And in verse 19 and 21, it says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow, there's a lot of things that our flesh desires, our sinful nature desires. So we can see here that our sinful nature wants to do the opposite of what the Spirit wants. But from the verse we read, it says these things are constantly fighting each other. The key word here is constantly. 
constantly. So each and every day, temptations are coming from left and right. In our societies, on the internet, from the movies and YouTube we watch, from eating too much, to the games that we play or even Discord, you know, and from almost everything that we do. Temptations are coming from left and right. Each and every day, we are constantly in a battle. And I think all of us kind of know that this is not an easy battle to win, right? See, this problem is not new. It has been a problem that mankind has faced since the beginning of time. You know, like Adam and Eve, the serpent and the apple. Yep. Cain and Abel. And then Samson, Ananias and Sapphira. Even King David and Bathsheba. And the list goes on. There's lots of things that you can read the Bible of people having troubles with self-control. And these, people's, uh, these people didn't have self-control when they were presented with a decision that they have to make. And their lack of self-control led them actually to their demise. So, yeah. Self-control is a really crucial thing to have. That is why the fruit of the Spirit, self-control, is an important part of the nine fruits. Because the spiritual force of self-control can handle each and every one of the temptations that headed our way. It can dominate our greedy cravings and our selfish desires, even our anger and every other emotions, everything. Self-control can do that. The spirit of self-control can guard and guide us to the right path. So how do we exercise self-control and guard our life? Well, let's look back to scripture. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Okay, so from this verse, it says God will not allow our temptations to be more than, than we can stand. And when we are tempted, God will show us a way out so that we can endure. So actually, this verse is blatantly telling us that the answer is by going to God. Because He has the answers and the solutions and the self-control that we need in our daily lives. You know, an example of this, we can look at the story of Jesus in the wilderness, which Titus also talked about when we talked about patience. But let's read this again from Luke 4 verse 1 to 11. The temptation of Jesus. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Wow. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very angry. A hungry, sorry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, The scriptures say, You must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order His angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, 
The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Amen. All right. So from the scripture that I just read, we can see that three times Jesus was tempted, right? And from verse 4, verse 8, verse 12, three times Jesus responded with scripture. Which you can actually check out in Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, 6 to 13, and uh, 6 verse 16. Those are there. But Jesus, we can see he always responded with God's word. Every time he is tempted, he responds with God's word. Jesus knew the formula to have self-control in this situation. Because Jesus had stored the scriptures in his heart. And used it to rebuke the temptations that he is facing in the moment. Jesus knew that the way to have self-control is to store God's word in his heart. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And just like Jesus when we guard our hearts with God's word, we will be able to have self-control in the toughest situations. So this leads me to my first point on how can we have self-control is we have to seek God and store his words in our hearts. Seek God and store his words in our hearts. And we will be able to have, have self-control. Seek God and store His words in our hearts. That is the first thing that we have to do. Let's continue looking, uh, look again at 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. It says, When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. It says, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. Show you a way out. That means God is already showing us the way out of this, or is showing us the way out of this, but we have to choose, choose to follow it. We have to want it for ourselves. We have to choose to follow it. Because God never forced us to follow His way. He's not like that. He never forces us to. He will always help us and give us a way out, but ultimately, we are the one that has to want it for ourselves. And I can understand that this is the hard part because sometimes we make the wrong decisions. You know, for example, we know we have, a, uh, we have to study for a test, but instead, we procrastinate and do something else, right? <laughs> We know we have to sleep early to be able to wake up for school tomorrow, but instead choose to stay up late and watch Netflix or YouTube, right? Or maybe even when a sibling is annoying us, we know that we could be loving and patient to them, but instead we become angry and lash out to them. And there are a lot of more situations where we might fail to have self-control. And I think one of the reasons is because Instead of choosing something that is right, that is right to do, we pick, we pick the one that is easier. We pick the one that is more comfortable. We pick the one that is less painful, painful or maybe less hassle. We pick the one that is 
easier to do, right? We know the choices that we have. God has shown it to us. Either to have self-control in the moment and do the right thing, or pick the easy path and not have self-control. We have to make a choice. We have to make a choice. We have to make the choice to focus on God and we have to want it ourselves. That's my second point. We have to make the choice to focus on God and we have to want it ourselves. God is showing it, but we have to do it. We have to want it. We have to take the time and come to the Lord, learn from our mistakes, and follow the ways that He has shown us. See, I'm not saying I'm holy and I've I've done all these things. I myself am guilty. I'm guilty of asking God for help, but when He shows it, when God shows the way, I don't choose it. Because maybe it's hard. There's too much things to do. I don't have time for it. I just don't want to. I'll take the easier way out. I'm guilty of doing that. And if you've experienced the same thing as I did, if you've done the same thing as I did, hey, maybe we're talking about self-control today. Maybe this time, maybe this is the time for us to start looking and choosing God instead of what our flesh desires or what's the easier way out. Maybe this is the time for us, you know, to choose God over anything else. We have to make the choice to focus on God and choose the right decision. Choice on focusing God and wanting it for ourselves. And I hope you choose it. And my third and last point, if you look back at 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, again, it says, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. Our temptations are no different from what others experience. God knows how hard it is for me to have self-control. How to have self-control each and every day in my life. And God knows the things that myself and you are struggling with. He understands the things that we are weak to. He understands the things that makes us angry. He understands the things that we can say we can't say no to that we're weak to. But throughout our life, he has never left us alone. He is always there with us and he also knows that during our struggle for self-control, we need people who can keep us accountable for the things that we are doing. He knows that we need someone that can physically hold and be with us to help us during these times too. And if we look around, we can see that there are others who love God and are maybe also in the same boat boat, or even, you know, they have crossed the seas and passed through the storm. You know, these people who have um, went through their selfish desires but they pick self-control they pick god over those flesh and earthly things you know these people could be your parents it could be your leader it could be your teacher a counselor or maybe a friend you know for me it has been the people who have been holding me accountable for having self-control and other things have been my wife pastor mike pastor anthony and posh these people have been helping me a lot in 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 my decision, for me, not making the wrong decisions, you know, 
They're pointing me back to God. They're helping me. They know my weaknesses. And they're pointing me whenever I'm, I'm doing something that I shouldn't do. They tell me, no, that is not the right thing to do. What's the right thing that God has been saying to you? You know, These people has helped me. And for you, whoever that is, if any of you, if any of you are having trouble with having self-control in a particular area in your life, I'm asking you, ISTs, you're not alone. God is with you and God is giving you a way out. God is telling you to talk to your leaders, to your parents, to your teachers, to your pastors, whoever that is, and ask God to give you the courage to open up and ask for help. Pray to God to send these people who have learned from their mistakes and have chosen to have self-control instead of the other flesh desires in in their life. And for them to be put in your life too, to keep you accountable in this journey of choosing self-control against the many temptations of life. Remember, the temptations you are facing are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. God knows the things you're going through, how hard it is, how hard it is to say no to things. But know that He doesn't only know about it, but He will never leave you and He will send people to help you. But just like the second point, again, you gotta choose to do it. You gotta choose to do it. So as we wrap up our Fruit of the Spirit series, I want to remind you, ISTs. I want to remind you to keep hold of all these fruits in your heart. And not only to keep it in your heart, but actually to do it as well. Exercise all the fruit of the spirits that we've learned this past nine weeks. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And to top it all off, top it all off with the last flavor, self-control. Know that self-control is very important for you to keep all of this fruit in your life alive. So let me remind you again. To have self-control, we have to seek God and store His Word inside our heart. Just like what Jesus did. And we have to make the choice to focus on God and wanting it for ourselves. Remember, wanting it for ourselves. God is showing you the way. You have to want it. And last but not least, I want you to pray to God to keep you accountable. For God to send you these people. For God to give you the courage to talk to these people, you know. To know, hey, um, Pastor Josh, uh, Matt, Titus, you know, I'm having trouble with these areas of my life. I need help. I need someone to tell me, you know, tell me the right thing to do. Pray to God to keep you accountable. All right? And that is... That is our fruit of the series, uh, fruit of the spirit series, and I hope all of you, again, exercise all of this in your life every single day. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Father, for you are amazing. You are the most loving, caring, um, ever, Lord. You take care of us each and every day. You love us every single day, and you don't want us to 
go to the wrong path, Lord. And we thank you, God, that these past nine weeks, you have reminded us about the fruit of the Spirit. You have reminded us to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and to top it off with self-control, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this nine weeks that you have directed us to the right way, that you have reminded us of the things we may be um we may forget or may be lacking in our lives, Lord. Father, I pray for the teens today that after this, Lord, that this nine weeks won't be just words being thrown out to them, going from left ear to the right ear, but these words will be stored in their hearts, Lord, for them to exercise all the fruit of the Spirit, Lord, and for them to have self-control in their lives, to know when to say no, to know what's the right thing to do, to not fall into the wrong things, to not follow the wrong things, to get out of um, toxic relationships or other problems they are facing, Lord, and for them to always choose the right thing, for them to always choose you, Lord. I pray a blessing for all these things, Lord. As they go on through their life, they'll, they'll continue to have a great relationship with you, to follow you, not because someone is telling them to, but to follow you because they know that you are the source of our life. We thank you, Father. We love you, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Have a good pet stop, Zion Steens. <laughs>